You're listening to the Visionary Life Podcast. I'm your host, Kelsey Rydell. We're hanging out here today because one day while hiking in Peru, after just having been let go from my dream job, it hit me. There's so much more to life and there's no excuse for not embracing uncertainty and trying new things to really explore our full potential in this lifetime. On this weekly podcast, you'll hear from successful entrepreneurs, creative thinkers, and visionaries just like you so that you feel less alone as you pursue everything you want and deserve in this lifetime. This is a space where big sky thinking is welcomed and conversations about daily betterment are essential. So if you're ready to stop living an ordinary life and start living a visionary life, then welcome home. Hey Visionary, are you ready to launch your business? If you're looking for a way to get started, we can help. The Visionary Method is a weekly coaching program that will guide you through the process of launching your business and generating revenue in as little as 12 weeks. We have helped over 100 entrepreneurs build their businesses from scratch and find community with people just like them. You don't have to do this alone. It doesn't matter if you're an introvert or extrovert, young or old, experienced or brand new, our method works for everyone who wants it badly enough. This isn't about getting rich quick, it's about creating something meaningful that changes lives and makes the world a better place. Join us today by heading to kelseyridle.com for details or click the link in the show notes and learn more about the visionary method. Many of you know that I studied to become a holistic nutritionist many years ago, and even though I'm no longer practicing, I still take my health very seriously, especially in the winter when I feel like everyone around me is feeling subpar in one way or another. And part of my daily routine is Sambucol Black Elderberry Syrup, as well as their Black Elderberry Gummies. Sambucol Black Elderberry is the original Black Elderberry supplement. So you may not have heard of Black Elderberries before, but they have been used for centuries in traditional folk remedies and they're prized for their anti-inflammatory properties. I've been extremely fond of this brand since my days studying nutrition because of its potency and efficacy in supporting my immunity. And at the first sign of a tickle in either mine or Dave's throat, we are reaching for the Sambucol. I just can't afford to take days off work as an entrepreneur and Sambucol helps me stay well. So not only does it taste amazing, the gummies are actually better than candy, but this stuff actually works and I'm really excited to be using Sambucol daily immune drink powder as well. So when I'm sick of drinking water throughout the day, I just crack a pack of the immune powder and it tastes like Kool-Aid, but without the sugar and with way more benefit. So if you want to save on your next order of Sambucol, get 15% off of any order over $9.99 or more at SambucolUSA.com. So S-A-M-B-U-C-O-L-U-S-A.com and be sure to use the code VISIONARY15 at checkout. So again, save 15% by using code VISIONARY15 at SambucolUSA.com. All right. All right. Welcome back to the podcast. We are officially recording episode 200 of the Visionary Life podcast. And I want to share some random funny stories from behind the scenes of the Visionary Life podcast. So essentially what you missed 
as the listener in the last 200 recordings that I've actually never shared with anyone because these are some, again, just random funny stories behind the scenes, things that happen when I arrived at somebody's home or things that have serendipitously occurred later. Um, And I think these are kind of just really uh, interesting stories for you, the listener, to hear. So especially if you are a longtime listener, I think you'll value just being brought along and behind the scenes of the show a bit more. And if you're brand new here, welcome. We are officially at episode 200. Uh, Actually, I feel like I've had about 215 episodes, but some of them I call bonus episodes. So, you know, officially as we've been numbering them, our full episodes, we're calling this episode 200. And my oh my, what a journey it's been. I recently put up an Instagram post over at Kelsey Rydell on Instagram, and I just shared some of the lessons learned in 200 episodes of podcasting, one of those being that you should be proud if you make it even past 10 episodes because they say that a big overwhelming majority of podcasters quit after 10 episodes or before they reach episode 10. So the fact that I'm here today at 200, I think is pretty cool. I'm celebrating all of you for tuning in, for giving me the mojo that I need each and every single week to sit down and record, whether it's a solo episode or whether it's uh, an interview with a Canadian entrepreneur. There have been many good times in creating this show, and that doesn't mean it's been easy. I think I've spent, you know, at least, I don't know, 600, 800, 1,000 um, thousand hours at least producing this show, right? Like there have been times I've driven an hour or taken the subway for an hour just to get to an interview. And then from that interview, that's an hour long, I have to get home and then we have to edit it. And then I have to put it up on my hosting site and then we have to market it. And then we write the blog post about it. And then I talk about it on Instagram stories. It is totally a labor of love, but I really just am grateful that I still enjoy hosting the show because I truly wouldn't do it if it didn't bring me this much joy and I am just endlessly inspired to hear the stories of Canadian entrepreneurs. So pretty awesome. Um, For those of you who don't know, we are four years into the podcast, so we're also celebrating the four-year anniversary as of January 14th. So in addition to hitting 200 episodes, it's also the four-year anniversary and It almost feels like just yesterday, but it was four and a half years ago that I was walking around downtown Toronto with a friend of mine. We were doing some Christmas shopping because it was in December, and I was telling her my ambition to start a podcast. And I was actually saying, I don't know whether to start a podcast or a YouTube channel. And she was like, Kels, I think you're more of a podcaster. (laughs) I don't know why she said I shouldn't be on YouTube, but regardless, I am so glad that I took the path of podcasting. I have no formal training in interviewing or communications or broadcasting. And I have no training in editing or audio engineering, and I have no training in producing a 
uh, a podcast or a show, but I just decided I wanted to be part of this movement. And as a huge podcast listener myself, I knew that it was something that intrigued me enough to dive in and to figure it out as I was, um, as I was in it. Right. So anyways, this, um, episode is really going to take you behind the scenes. This is not a typical format for visionary life, but I thought, wouldn't it be fun to just bring you guys up to speed on what's been going on over these past four years. So before I get into that, I just wanted to share that, you know, hosting a podcast is a lot of work and sometimes it feels like you're dragging yourself uphill through quicksand. But when you reach the top and look back and you realize you've hosted 200 episodes, my God, like it is a good feeling to know that you showing up consistently has ultimately led to the compounding effect of having sponsors and having consistent listeners. And, you know, granted, our podcast no longer hangs out in the top 10 or top 20 or even top 50 charts like it used to. When I launched the show four years ago, uh, probably at like year one, so three years ago, we were consistently in the top 50 for Canadian entrepreneurship, uh, as well as U.S. entrepreneurship. And today, it doesn't always look like that. Sometimes we're in the 100 to 200s or 200 to 300s um, on the charts, which isn't bad. I'm still proud to be ranking in the charts, but... You know, I guess with the variety of podcasts available these days and just the amount of talent and honestly, with the amount of celebrities and people with way larger followings than me who are now hosting shows, you know, for context, I have say 4,000 people on Instagram, couple thousand people on my email list, um, obviously website visitors and that, but you know, nowadays there are people like Gwyneth Paltrow who launch a podcast and she's got hundreds of millions of people in her uh, audience, in her community. And, you know, there's a lot of business people like all the sharks and all the Dragon's Den people are launching podcasts. It's hard to compete with them. But at the end of the day, I have to ask myself, why am I doing this? Is it to constantly be in the top 10 charts? And no, that is not it at all. Yes, it is definitely nice to have downloads that are reflective of how much work I put into the show. So, so to see thousands of downloads on a show versus hundreds is amazing. But the truth is, I still have sponsors of the show and supporters, people like Healthy Planet and for this episode, Sambu Call. Um, and I still find clients through the podcast. I've had a couple people in the last few months who have hired me as their private business coach because they heard the show uh, and they've really built trust with me and listened to many episodes. And there's a million other benefits like the networking that happens and the relationship building from getting to hang out with an entrepreneur who's much more successful or much smarter for an hour and to be able to, for lack of a better term, pick their brain. <laughs> I know most people hate that term and so do I, but to hang out with them and pick their brain and to really just have um, good, high quality conversation, which is pretty, pretty cool. So uh, why don't we get into the various stories that I'm going to share today? And these are kind of like bloopers, funny moments, 
and just stuff that I've probably never told you before. Uh, So this is really just to show you that it's not all perfect on the back end. The first one I want to share is a podcast that I hosted with someone named Aaron Armstrong from Blue Wheelbarrow Farm. And this was one of the podcasts that was booked for one of the very first series that I did with Prince Edward County. So for those of you who don't know, I had a couple paid sponsorships with the county where I drove up there and interviewed six or eight of their entrepreneurs and uh, did a spotlight series where for eight consecutive weeks, we focused on promoting the county and driving, um, you know, more interest and hopefully visitors to the county. So I was working with this guy named Trevor and he was the economic development coordinator. So that was awesome. And he hooked me up with this guy named Aaron Armstrong and Aaron was the founder of Blue Wheelbarrow Farm. And it's a three acre organic vegetable farm specializing in things like baby greens, salad mixes, tomatoes, and he is a young farmer. He wanted to get into farming for a long time, but um, just by, you know, serendipitous uh, encounters after working and interning and traveling around um, Canada and Hawaii and France, he finally ended back in Prince Edward County and has this farm. Anyways, that's beside the point. So I go to his place and this is my second podcast interview of the day. So I drive up to Blue Wheelbarrow Farm and I get to the farmhouse and he gives me a tour of the land. It's amazing. He's got a bunch of people working on the farm and we go into his farmhouse and we ended up um, grabbing a spot in his screened in porch. So the funny thing, uh, Well, I guess I should set some context. The first 150 podcast episodes that I hosted, or 130, we'll say, were all in-person interviews. So I never did Zoom or Skype interviews until the pandemic. So um, I'm like lugging all my stuff around. I get the microphone set up in this screened-in porch, and we start recording. And then car zips by and it's like super loud because it's a porch right and I kind of looked at him and he's like is it a little too loud out here and I was like yeah so he's like why don't we move into the family room and I'm like okay cool sounds good so I pause the recording we pick up our stuff he had poured us uh, glasses of wine as well. So we grab our wine and we go over to the family room. Like these are the kind of fun moments that I miss about in-person podcasting. Like I'm literally in someone's house, drinking their wine, sitting down to record a conversation. And so we move into the next room and it's much quieter. I get everything set up and I'm like, okay, let's resume. So then we continue. We have our full hour long conversation And it was so good. Like, I just remember, you know, when you're having a day where your brain is super clear and you're thinking uh, really well, and in my case, as an interviewer and as a host, I'm like very on the ball that day with asking like good questions that are feeding into exactly what he said before. I just felt like things were working. And so the conversation's coming to an end and I'm like, okay, sounds good. Like we wrap it up and I go to hit end. And as soon as I hit the end button on my recorder, I realize I'm only just starting the podcast. 
So I had not recorded that entire conversation. And at that moment, I had a decision to make. Do I let my face go completely white and realize that I've just wasted probably about two hours of his time, right? Because like he's giving me a tour of the farm, we're drinking, we're moving around, we're, and then we finally have this great conversation. And I know he's so excited to be on his first ever podcast. And I have that moment of, okay, so I, I'm either honest right now or what I ended up doing, and I'm not proud of it, was I was like, okay, that was a great interview. And I think I was secretly hoping that something went wrong and I had recorded it. I was like, maybe, you know, maybe the light just wasn't indicative of what was happening on the recorder. And so I package up my stuff. I'm like, the podcast is going to be released in four weeks because that's when it was supposed to be. And I leave and I get in the car and I just start bawling. And I'm like, oh my God. So I drive away and I finish my uh, podcast series in Prince Edward County. I go home, go figure when I plug in the mics to upload all the interviews, there's no interview there. Nothing, absolutely nothing. And because I'm a young podcaster at the time, I still don't have the courage to just reach out and tell him. So it comes time to post his episode. And of course, I had to fill it with another one. And a few weeks after that, Aaron messages me and he's like, hey, like I thought I was my my episode was going up this week. Just wondering, like, is all good? And I sat with that email for a few days before I realized, like, I got to let him know. So I'm back in in Toronto at the time and I send him a message and I just say, hey, Aaron, I am so sorry, but I cannot find the file. It is gone. I've been losing sleep over this, which I had. And I'm not going to be able to feature you on this series because I can't get back to Prince Edward County. It's like three hours from where I live. And I didn't do Zoom at the time. And so he was heartbroken and he said, but don't worry, next time you're here, I'd be happy to re-record. So, you know, this all turns out just fine because a year later, I end up doing another contract with Prince Edward County. I see him, I'm back. Again, so much has changed in his life, in my life. I've become a better interview. We got to record the episode and you can still find it as, um, I think it's episode number 60, perhaps, um, at uh, on the Visionary Life Podcast channel. And it's funny because the name of that show is There Is No Wasted Experience with Aaron Armstrong of Blue Wheelbarrow Organic Farm. There is no wasted experience. And that's because of what him and I talked about in the show. But go figure, it would also apply to me (laughs) not recording the first episode and then needing to go back to his house a year later. There's no wasted experience. So though I thought I wasted his time, in the end, that was the through line between everything. It was not wasted time. It sucked. It was devastating. But it all worked out in the end. So that's serendipitous story at number one. Um, the next story I thought is fun to share is that a lot of people confide in me as a podcaster. So it's cool because oftentimes you are sitting down with someone in person 
and they can't just compartmentalize their day, right? Like if something exciting has just happened to them and then you're coming to interview them, they're like, oh my God, I'm so excited because this. Or on the contrary, sometimes you show up to an interview and there's a heavy energy and the person's like, you know what? I'm here, but I have to be honest with you. Uh, And this actually happened to me um, about six months ago. Someone said, I have to be honest with you. I'm in a bit of a weird headspace because I just found out we're getting into a multi-million dollar lawsuit. And I was like, okay. And you try not to carry that into the interview and you try to extract excitement out of the entrepreneur, even though they found out that they just got served up a multi-million dollar lawsuit. And I won't share who that is out of um, just like trying to, keep that private because it was not recorded. Um, But that was something that you never know, like what energy people are going to come with. Or, you know, in other news, uh, I interviewed Marley Cohen. She's the founder of Kale and Crunches. You guys might follow her Instagram and now she's a mom of two. I remember showing up at her house in Toronto to record an episode And she opened the door, we're chatting and she's like, oh my God, like if I'm super excited right now, it's because I just found out I'm pregnant and that was with her first baby. So again, you're kind of getting people in the moment, which is crazy, uh, whether that's the high or the low. Uh, A couple other stories that I thought would be interesting to share. A lot of podcasting has involved ciders and beers and wine and really sharing fun experiences with people. So in one experience, I was interviewing what I thought were the founders of Apple Falls Cider. So they're a cider company that's kind of a a spinoff of the Apple Orchard. And I thought I was interviewing Amelia and her partner. Uh, I don't know if it's her husband or not, but the two of them are the co-founders, right? So I had prepared all of these questions and I'm ready and I'm arriving and I get there and Amelia's like, oh, you know what? My partner's at soccer. He couldn't join. And I'm like, okay, that might've been good to know ahead of time, but whatever. And she goes, but my dad wants to join instead. And I proceed to meet this hilarious human who has stories coming out of his entire being, um, whether they were relevant to the podcast or not. Uh, This is Amelia's dad, and he says he wants to join in on the show. So we all crack cider, alcoholic cider, and we sit around a table in the apple orchard, and it's me, Amelia, and her dad, who is the owner of the apple orchard, and we just chat the night away. And it was so fun. I just didn't expect the energy of the dad. So if you actually go listen to that podcast um, with Apple Falls Cider, you'll find a very interesting dynamic. And of course, I had not prepped questions. I had, you know, really no background information on who her dad was, but it's one of those curveballs that you're like, okay, just embrace it. Just go with it. Right. Um, So that was the cider experience. Uh, Oftentimes podcasts have involved wine before and this is because there are late night recordings and there are recordings on vacation. So when I first started this show, I think it was a year later or maybe it was that year, I forget, 
Um, no, it was this exact year that I started the show. I think I launched it January. So January, uh, 14th. And then a month later, Dave and I were taking off on a Euro trip. So I'm like, okay, well, I just started this podcast. I can never miss an episode in the first few weeks. So I pack my podcasting equipment. We have this amazing ski trip in Switzerland and France. And then we're in this little town called Annecy, France. And it's coming up on Sunday night when I release the episodes. And so I tell Dave, I'm like, we have to podcast. And he's like, what? I don't want to be on your podcast. And I'm like, well, you have to. Like, we're staying in this tiny little Airbnb. And I had the recorder. So we ended up cracking a beautiful French bottle of wine. We had cheese. We had meat. And we sat there and we talked about our travels. And that's one of probably the first 20 episodes. It's maybe even in the first 10 but you can find it if you scroll way back. It's called like Kelsey and Dave travel or something like that. So no real methodology to how it fit in. But I think we were just chatting about um, how we wanted to continue traveling and how important it was. I don't even know, right? I have no idea. But I just remember sipping a lot of red wine while we um, recorded it. And of course, I've interviewed a lot of breweries and um, people who have founded beer companies. So whether that was Parsons Brewery, whether it was Lake of Bays Brewery, whether it was Rally Beer, which we just released an episode with. Um, oh my God, there's definitely more. We've interviewed a lot of beer companies on the podcast. So maybe that has something to do with my interest in drinking beer, but oftentimes our recordings do involve sipping, um, some beers as well. Uh, so a couple other funny things, um, maybe more just serendipitous. So, uh, about three years ago, I wanted to find some new guests. I was feeling like I needed some fun new guests for the show. And I thought, oh, wouldn't it be fun to have like a motivational speaker on the podcast? So I start searching Instagram hashtags. And I think I was searching like Toronto motivational speaker or something of that nature. And I land on this person's profile and his name is Juan Bandana. And so I find this guy on Instagram, I email his agent and his agent gets back to me and is like, yep, yeah, like he's definitely interested. And so after much back and forth, we end up booking a date and he comes to my co-working space and we record this podcast. And I remember in that show, he actually um, mentioned how he got his start in speaking and he credits his speaking career to this guy named Blake. So that kind of means nothing to me. No big deal. A year and a half later, I joined this mastermind and I am in it with this guy named Blake. And Blake and I start chatting a lot. We start collaborating a lot. He is a guest speaker inside the Visionary Method. And uh, him and I just do a bunch of other stuff. And we become really good internet friends. Um, and fast forward to today, I actually have hired Blake as uh, a coach of mine and we've just kind of grown into, um, like have a, a pretty good relationship. And so funny thing is now that I think back on it, Juan in that podcast mentions this guy named Blake and Blake is now my friend. And actually now Juan and I are in the same mastermind. So there's just like 
all of these different interconnections that you never could predict. But I often wonder was like me meeting Juan for the podcast, like some sort of serendipitous kind of look at my future, perhaps. Um, So that's another funny story there. Something that I'm kind of proud of is that I had a chance to interview the girls from the June Motel. So if you've been to Prince Edward County or to Sobble Beach, you know of what the June Motel is. It's like the most Instagrammable motel in Ontario, Canada, where I live. And they also have a Netflix special called Motelier Life, which documents them taking an old rundown motel and turning it into this gorgeous beachside dreamy property. Uh, But I interviewed the girls from the June Motel probably like three, maybe four years ago. And it's not because I saw them on Netflix. It's not because I had stayed at their motel before, but I actually worked at a co-working space where one of them also worked. And they had been invited to do just kind of like a, a fireside chat there. And I decided to show up for this fireside chat. And after the chat, I went up to April. No, I think it was Sarah, actually. I went up to Sarah and was like, hey, I have this little podcast. I would love to have you ladies on it. And so April actually uh, invited me to her condo and I recorded with the ladies behind the June Motel. We had a great conversation. And at the end of the conversation, they said, have you ever been to Prince Edward County before? And I was like, no, I haven't. And they were like, well, you have to come. And when you do, let us know and we'll give you a free night stay at the motel. And this actually kicked off what was my... um, two-year series with Prince Edward County. And I stayed at the motel and it, after that, blew up. And now everybody knows of what the June Motel is, but it's kind of cool to think back to four years ago when um, it was lesser known. I got this invite and honestly, them inviting me to Prince Edward County was the catalyst for so much change uh, because I really was able to plug into many more incredible entrepreneurs. Dave and I went back to the county uh, a few times for vacation and just to relax. And it just holds a special place in my heart now. So that's kind of cool. Um, And, you know, a couple other questions too. Uh, I know a lot of you have kind of mentioned to me, wow, you get a lot of really great guests. One of those guests being Megan Telpner. Uh, Megan Tulpner, she is the founder of the Academy of Culinary Nutrition. She's a nutritionist and a best-selling author. She's got an incredible business and just a very smart entrepreneur, I would say. And it was such an honor to have her on the podcast because I've been following her for years and just really respect um, her expertise in the nutrition and the entrepreneurial spaces. And so I wanted to share just kind of how I land some of my guests. So these days, I'm usually Instagram messaging people. Um, But back in the day, I was usually emailing, uh, a bit more formal, but uh, in Megan's case, I sent her an email. And I always try to present the pitch in a way that's like, here's what's in it for you. And so I kept thinking, like, how do I make this valuable for Megan? But then I thought, wait, I'm a teacher at the Canadian School of Natural Nutrition. And a lot of students, when they graduate from CSNN, they end up going to Megan's program. 
and she teaches them to be a culinary nutrition expert, which is a lot more hands-on kitchen skills, which we don't get at CSNN. And so I wrote her this email and I basically said, like, I want to promote your work to your dream clients, which is CSNN students. And I think a lot of them will, because they already listen to the show, they will be, um, you know, more likely to sign up after hearing an interview with you, the founder. And so she agreed to come on the show. It was really cool because I remember walking to her food studio and sitting down and recording this interview with her in this beautiful space that she had. And I always really appreciate when people invite me into their homes. I think if you look through like episode one to 120, probably one in three of those, I entered into somebody else's home and I set up all the equipment and... Um, yeah, actually got to like sit down in their space. Another one of those examples was Ashley and Phil from Based Body Care. Uh, the three of us actually used to work together at a company called Vega, but they left Vega as many of us did and started this natural body care company. And they actually moved to a house in Kitchener where my parents live. And so when I reached out to them to be on the podcast and they said, yeah, we'd love to, can you come here? I was like, sure. Like next time I'm home to visit my parents, cause I lived in Toronto at the time, I'll come over. And they lived in this big, beautiful home and Ashley had put together like this beautiful little snack tray. And, um, yeah, we sat on their like super comfy couch and it was just so fun to, uh, be in their space and to chat about, the company they, they had built. And a lot of people actually came to my home as well to record the podcast. So even though I lived in this tiny one-bedroom apartment in Toronto, uh, a lot of the episodes that you'll hear in the early days were actually the guests coming over to my house, coming up my three flights of stairs, and then uh, sitting down in our apartment to record which I guess is much more normal in Toronto because everybody lives in smaller spaces, but it's kind of fun how open I was to having complete strangers in my home. It just didn't even really phase me. Um, I would just, yeah, like <laughs> tell them to come on over if they didn't have a space. Um, same. I remember with Nicole Gonzalez, she is health nut nutrition on YouTube uh, she's got something like 800,000 subscribers on her YouTube channel. But I remember reaching out to her and she's like, yeah, come on over. So I got to see where she shot a lot of her cookbook and her YouTube videos. And it was just so fun to be in her space. And another space that I was invited into that I absolutely adored was Brittany Hopkins. She's the founder of Anise Jewelry. I first met Brittany like maybe the first few months that I lived in Toronto. So let's go back maybe to 2013 when I first moved to Toronto. I was looking for jobs as a spin instructor. And I found one at this Muay Thai studio called Crudar. And so I started teaching spin classes at Crudar. And Brittany was one of the people who attended my classes. And the reason why she came to Crudar was because her jewelry shop was right across from the road from the studio. 
And she had this gorgeous jewelry shop, a lot of old treasures that she would rejig into beautiful jewelry. And uh, I remember actually I took my mom and my sister there to do a workshop where we all made our own jewels. And Brittany and I started to develop a little friendship. And then many years later, she actually opened a studio on Ossington, a super trendy store in Toronto. And so when I reached out to her to potentially be a guest on the podcast, she said yes. And she had me to her incredible jewel studio to record. And she had just opened this uh, beautiful like attic space. It was the second story of her shop. And I don't think she had officially launched it yet, but it was so cozy. It had this window overlooking Ossington. Um, And it's just the moments like that, that you just really appreciate the power of in-person connection and the power of having people in your home and having them invite you into theirs. There's just this irreplaceable connection that happens when you're in somebody's space and you can really see the things uh, that define them. And you can really get a feel for who they are um, just by looking around your environment. So really, really cool. Another final funny story. Um, I interviewed um, somebody who's the founder of a healthy food brand named Healthy Crunch. And I remember uh, I was renting an office at the time, and this office was on Sterling Street in Toronto. It was my last office for Visionary HQ before I moved out of Toronto. And anyways, I used to take people up the fire escape entrance because it was the most direct way to get to my office on the second story. Um, And then once you got into my office, you had to go up at this other set of stairs to the second level of that second story. And if you ever saw this office, like, oh my gosh, it was such a shit show. The guy um, never ended up finishing the renovations. He lied. He never paid his employees. It was just this whole mess. And there was this Elvis head that constantly was looking at you when you walked into the building. But regardless, that's besides the point. So uh, Julie Bednardsky, she's the founder of Healthy Crunch. I remember walking her to this fire escape and I started walking up and I'm like, just follow me. And I find out halfway that she's afraid of heights and it is like the sketchiest fire escape ever. And I'm like, okay, well, just, you know, keep coming because we're almost there. Knowing that as soon as she got in the building, I was going to have to lead her up this other sketchy set of stairs that clearly were not built to code uh, because of the guy who was running my office, who was completely out to lunch and never finished the project. But regardless, I just remember feeling so bad. I was like, wow, that is not a good start to the interview when somebody's so terrified like that. And it's funny because he would sometimes, he said that he was not going to be sharing an office with uh, my office mate and I, but go figure, he ended up setting up a desk in our office And so one time I was there recording with Allie Walker. She's a country music singer and he was there and I was like, Hey, Michael, do you think you'll be leaving? Because Allie Walker's coming and I'm going to be recording a podcast episode. 
And he's like, oh, no, like, I'm going to be here typing. I'll just type really quietly. I'm like, that doesn't work with podcast. Like, you can't just be hacking away at your keyboard in the background. <laughs> but he decided he had to be there. So regardless, Allie comes, and I'm like, hey, he's just going to be there. It's fine. Just ignore him. And um, I remember it being kind of so awkward that he just sat there um, minding his own business, and I knew he was listening. And then at the end of the interview, um, I was saying bye to Ali, and he, like, jumps in. He's like, oh, so I heard the conversation, and oh, I think you and I have met before. Like, I used to be in the music industry, and I'm just shaking my head like can we not get into this right now like please do not like try to um yeah talk to my guest and she obviously is busy but he he meant well so (sighs) I could share stories like this forever like there's just with every episode there's either a funny story or a serendipitous moment or something weird that was going on in my life that I had to compartmentalize uh, well, certainly a lot of that happened. I remember one of the interviews I left, the moment I left, I had to deal with like this family emergency. So that walk home, I just remember not even being able to savor the podcast because I was on the phone with my mom, like trying to problem solve something. And I remember like crying on the streets of Toronto, just wow. Like, <laughs> What a journey it is to have to show up for an interview when you've had it booked for months and you don't want to cancel. It's just there is a certain um, ability that you have to just compartmentalize and to show up and be present no matter what, especially in an interview format. So although this show is solo, you guys know that most of my interviews are with guests and These are just some of the funny stories that have happened over 200 episodes, over four years of the podcast. And, you know, I have a lot of feedback and just insights to share around what it takes to start a successful podcast. And I have a a whole presentation on the 10 golden rules to follow when you're starting a show. So if any of that does interest you, just slide over to my DMs on Instagram at Kelsey Rydell and we can continue the conversation around success tips for podcasting there. But today I just wanted to keep it lighthearted, share those Um, behind the scenes stories and let you guys in to the journey. So that is it for today. I hope this starts off your week or finishes your week on a lighthearted note. And until next week, I hope you have a visionary day. Visionary, I know you. You're a health nut and you want to save money on the brands you already love. Well, Healthy Planet is your one-stop shop for all things healthy. They have everything from gluten-free snacks to non-toxic beauty products, and they deliver right to your doorstep. Being healthy has never been easier or more affordable or more convenient than this. Shop with Healthy Planet today and get 10% off your first order of $50 or more by using the code VISIONARY10 at checkout. So what are you waiting for? Go use that code before it's too late and you can start saving today by heading to www.healthyplanetcanada.com and use the code VISIONARY10, that's VISIONARY10 at checkout. Happy shopping!